We are so glad that you're here today. And if you have your Bibles this morning, and I hope that you do, turn with me to Luke chapter 9. Gospel of Luke chapter 9. Um, we are one month away from um, recognizing, honoring uh, the most uh, important, significant event in all of the history of Christianity. And that is the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And as we prepare to come to that time and to honor and remember and recognize uh, what Christ has, has done for us through those events, over the next several weeks, I want us to begin today to take a journey to the cross, to the tomb, to the resurrection. And as we begin to take that journey, just to begin to look at the ministry of Jesus and the work of Jesus and, uh, and how Jesus was, was placed here by the Father for a specific mission, purpose, and that He sought to fulfill that in His life in every way that He could. Now, the majority of Jesus' ministry was in Galilee. And Matthew and Mark focus on Jesus' Galilean ministry. As they write their Gospels, the Gospels of Matthew and Mark, they focus on that Galilean ministry, which lasted approximately, we don't have a definite calendar, but lasted approximately about 18 months. Okay? So about a year and a half of his ministry in Matthew and Mark, are, are that's their focus. That's what they want us to see and to know and to understand, and, and that's what they strive to communicate to us. However, Luke focuses on the last period of Jesus' ministry. It was a period of only about six months. It consisted of a a latter Judean ministry, and, and then followed by uh, a Perean ministry, and then followed that by the days of Jerusalem immediately before Jesus' death. And so when we look at those Gospels, and we look at what the Gospel writers are focused on and trying to communicate to us, it's about the life and the ministry of Jesus and what was accomplished by our Father through that life and ministry. And so this morning I want us to pick up in Luke chapter 9, looking at that, and, and we want to see that latter part of the ministry that we talked about that comes from the Gospel of Luke, that six months leading up to the cross and the death, burial, and resurrection. So beginning in verse 51, I find this extremely important for us to understand. It is a pivotal point in the ministry of Jesus. And it identifies for us the time that Jesus left Galilee as the main area of his ministry and turned southward. And he made a decision that set him directly on the journey to the cross. Listen to what it says there. It says this, And it came about when the days were approaching for his ascension that he resolutely set his face to go to Jerusalem. Resolute. He, he made a, a commitment, a, a determination, a, a dedication, if you would, in regards to that. He resolutely set his face to go to Jerusalem. 
And he sent messengers on ahead of him, and they went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make arrangements for him. So, so we're going to stop right there. We're going to read on down through this in just a moment. But here's what I want you to see. He made a decision to follow the duty, the mission that the Father had sent him to accomplish. And, and it's interesting as we read those words. He's concluding uh, a year and a half or so of Galilean ministry. And then suddenly the scripture says the time had come that was approaching his ascension. In other words, it was coming near the end of his ministry here on earth. And he was about to ascend back into the presence of the Father. That's the indication here. And so as he begins to talk about that, as he begins to recognize that that time is coming, it says he resolutely set his face to go to Jerusalem. He was determined that he was going to do what the Father called him to do. So the first thing that I want to see today is we learn lessons from his life about our life and following him and obeying the Father. Jesus had one great mission in life. Jesus had one great mission in life. Jesus was many things, and he did many things in his life here on this earth. However, his one goal, one mission, was to die for the sins of man. And that was announced to Mary and Joseph even before Jesus was born. The Father communicated to them through the Spirit that he was to come to take away the sins of the world. Before he even came into this world, God announced the purpose of his life, the mission of his life, was to die for the sins of man. And everything in his life was geared toward that mission. Jesus was a great teacher. And Jesus taught... The scripture says that he taught as one who had authority, not like others. He, he taught with authority and with truth that there were multitudes who gathered to listen to his teaching and to learn from him. He was a great healer. He made the lame to walk, the blind to see, the deaf to hear. Those who had been afflicted by leprosy had been cleansed. He cast out demons from their lives even bringing the dead back to life. He was a great healer. And people came from all over to see and experience the healing power of Jesus and the difference that he could make in their life. He was a great leader. He, he was a great leader. At times in his ministry, there were thousands who followed him. Thousands who came to listen and to hear him teach and to speak. And, and they had chosen to follow him. They desired to make him their king and their leader. He was a great leader. He was a great friend. He cared for those around him. He wept for their lives and their conditions. He was a great friend who, who had compassion for others. And even though he was all of these things, they were not his mission. They were not his purpose. All of these things, his mission, not to be a great teacher, not to be a great healer, not to be a great leader or to be a great friend. His mission 
was to come to earth to die for the sins of man. And when we begin to comprehend the fact that everything in his life pointed to this one call of duty, think about his birth. The fact that that sacrifices in the Old Testament were required that that they would be a a bull or a lamb or a goat or at times, depending on their financial situation, a a, a dove or or something of that nature. They gave a a grain offering. But, But sacrifices that were made, they had to be pure and they had to be whole and complete. The Scripture says without blemish. When we look at Jesus' birth, Jesus was born in a manger. Where what would be born? Oh, well, sheep and goats and bulls and those things that would be sacrificed. And born in a manger, born in a stable like the other animals that would would offer as sacrifices in the Old Testament Scripture, He became the sacrifice for mankind. He lived a pure and sinless life. The Scripture says that He is tempted... In every manner such as we are, yet without sin. Purely, wholly sinless in his life, in every respect and in every way. His birth, his life, his encounters with humans, his encounters with spiritual powers, everything was moving him toward his mission. One thing, one purpose in his life, to give his life. To save man from their sins. Second thing I want us to see is this. There was a time for decision. There was a time to make a decision. There are times in our lives that we face crossroads. We, we face major points of decision that will alter our course and impact our future. They are life-changing, earth-shaking moments of choice in life. You know what I'm talking about, right? What, what's, what's the one thing that, uh, that will change our life forever? A choice or a decision that we make. Uh, just the other day, uh, my, uh, my wife, Janet, she was, uh, she was working on a project that she was trying to engage her teachers in some, some fun activities, but yet to teach some things. And, uh, and so in the process of that... Uh, she was looking at a, at a game that we've had for, for quite a while, for several years, and, and it was a game about family feud. And you know, family feud, they ask questions and they say, we've surveyed X number of people and the top number of answers are on the board and all of those types of things. And so she was reading through some of the questions and, and just the number one answer in order, and she was asking my opinion. <laughs> Doesn't happen very often, but you know, she was asking my opinion, and and she said, "Hey," she said, "What about these questions?" And so she started reading some questions. One of the questions that she read, I thought interesting, is is that what is a, a decision that we make that impacts our or most impacts our life or something of that nature? And the number one answer was what? Getting married. <laughs> Who we choose. As our spouse, that is a major decision, future-changing, life-impacting, just the idea of getting married, but who we will marry. We reach points in our life that we make decisions, and those decisions are, 
or impactful decisions that, that change the course of our life and, and set us on a new path for our future. And as we read in this text today, it says that it came to a point in Jesus' life that He made a decision. And the decision that He, he made was to set His face toward Jerusalem. To begin the journey to the cross, to His death. He knew what was before Him. He knew what was awaiting it's interesting. Many times in life we say, what? Well, if I knew what I knew today, back then, I would have done things differently, right? Jesus knew. Jesus knew what the future held, and yet He resolutely set His face. He set His journey. He chose His path. He made a decision of the direction that He was going to go, and that was in obedience to the Father, to the mission, and to the plan. That he had been sent here to accomplish. We think about that. And and Jesus was leaving a ministry in Galilee. I want you to think about this ministry in Galilee and where he was. He was extremely popular. People loved him and adored him. People uh, protected him. They were willing to serve him. He, He was in a position in Galilee that people greatly desired to make him their physical king. So that he can usher in a spiritual kingdom. And that was the thought process of how this was going to happen. That they needed to have an earthly king, a physical king. And that his leadership would usher in a spiritual kingdom like they had never seen before. And so they wanted to make Jesus their king. They wanted him to be their physical ruler on planet earth. He was wildly popular, and had he chosen to stay in Galilee, he he inevitably would have been obedient to the Father and would have died on the cross, but it could have been extended for some period of time if Jesus had said, you know what, let's stay in Galilee a little while longer. Let's stay another two months, six months, another year. There's ministry to do here. There are things that are happening here. Wonderful things are taking place. He could have chosen to stay there. And he could have been protected for an extended period of time. But Jesus made a life-changing choice. Not just for him, but for us. And he set his face, resolutely set his face, to go to Jerusalem, to obey his Father, To fulfill the mission and the purpose for which he was sent to earth. And that was to die for our sins. I want you to note, it's so important, that Jesus said, You don't take my life, I willingly lay it down. Jesus made this choice of his own accord. It wasn't as though the Father forced him to do something. The Father had a mission. The Father had a plan. He had a purpose for His life. And Jesus said, I love you so much. My Father, I'm willing to do what it is that you've asked me to do. Willingly, He resolutely set His face to Jerusalem and would not turn back. He would not give up. He would not shrink back from the challenge that was ahead of Him. And He committed Himself to go to Jerusalem to die on the cross for the sins of man, and he did so willingly. We, we know that, uh, that when he prayed in the garden, 
Remember the words that he said? He said, Father, if there's any way this cup can pass from me, let it be. But what? Not my will. Your will be done. Father, I'm willing to do what you've asked me to do. Willingly, I'm here. I've chosen this path. I've chosen this direction. And this is what I'm here to do. Third thing I want us to see today is this. Dedication means a complete surrender to a cause. Once Jesus determined he was bound for Jerusalem, he never looked back. He never changed his course. He was wholly committed to what was before him. He was completely resolved to complete what the Father had sent him to do, to die on a cross. Listen to the words as we continue to read through chapter 9 of the Gospel of Luke. And listen to some of the exchange that takes place here as he resolutely sets his journey to the cross. And in verse 53, we stopped where they went ahead to make arrangements, remember? Verse 53, and they did not receive him because he was journeying with his face toward Jerusalem. They would not accept him. In other words, he sent them ahead. Remember, there's been between the Jews and the Samaritans, there's been this conflict for centuries, okay? And they're still in conflict. And here and still in conflict today. And so he sent them to go find a place along the journey for them to stop and to rest. And it says they would not receive him because he was journeying with his face toward Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? Interesting. They had this, this anger toward their enemy toward those who would not agree with them in what they were trying to accomplish. Notice what Jesus says, but he turned and rebuked them. And he said, Do you not know what kind of spirit you are of? For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went on to another village. Jesus said, Listen, I am wholly committed to this journey, to this path, to this purpose, to this mission for my life. And he said, just because they don't receive us, I'm not here to destroy them. I'm here to save them. I'm here to make their life better, not worse. And so listen, understand where we're headed and what we're about to do and, and the purpose and the mission that's before us. He says, don't be angry because they don't agree. Don't attack them or go after them because they, they don't support what we're doing. He said, we'll just, we'll just go on. And we'll find another place that we can stop and another place that we can rest and, and another place that we can continue the journey. Now, notice what he goes on and says there, beginning in verse 57. And, and as they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. It's a bold statement, isn't it? <laughs> they had no idea where Jesus was headed. But I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. I want you to think about that for a moment. Jesus is is communicating about the journey. He's communicating about the purpose and the mission that he's there to fulfill. And he says, listen, you say you'll follow me. He said, you don't have any idea what you're saying. He said, there are no material advantages to following me. There's nothing you can, I don't have a house, I don't have a home, I don't have a place to lay my head. I don't have any of those material comforts of this world. And, and so Jesus encourages him to really consider 
the commitment that he's making that I will follow you wherever you will go. Notice what he goes on and says there uh, in verse 58. And Jesus said to him, I'm sorry, in 59, and he said to another, follow me. Now, interesting. The first guy says, I'll follow you. Jesus turns to us. So he was a volunteer. The second guy, Jesus recruits and he said, follow me. But he said, permit me first to go and bury my father. But he said to him, allow the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim everywhere the kingdom of God. Now, some people think, oh, boy, that's that's kind of harsh. That's kind of mean. That's kind of cruel. But here's what I want you to understand. Jesus was communicating and he says, listen, allow those who were spiritually dead to bury those who were physically dead. Keep your focus on the spiritual things. Keep, keep your focus on the... Remember, he was resolute to the task that was before him. The duty that he had been called to. The mission and purpose of his life. And he wanted others to have that same resolute commitment. He wanted them to have that same determination and faithfulness to the cause. And he said, listen, he said, there are spiritually dead. Let them take care of the physically dead. He said, you be committed to the spiritual kingdom. You be committed to the, to the truths of the kingdom of God. And then the third and final encounter that we see as Jesus continues on this journey, his resolute commitment to go to Jerusalem. But, but uh, verse 61, and another also said, I will follow you. Now here's another volunteer. Remember the first one said, I'll follow you. The second one, Jesus said, follow me. Now we're back to, I will follow you. Another said, I will follow you, Lord. But first permit me to say goodbye to those at home. But Jesus said to him, No one, after putting his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Jesus was resolutely committed to following the will of the Father, being obedient to the mission and the purpose that he had been called for. He had set his face to Jerusalem, and he was not looking back. He expects the same from us. He says to this guy, Listen, don't... Don't put your hand to the plow and then look back. He said, your role will never be straight. What you're trying to do will never be accomplished if you keep looking back to what's behind you. He said, we've got to look forward to what's ahead of us. We've got to let go of the past and leave it behind us. We can't live in it. We can't rest on it. We can't allow it to, to drag us backwards. He says, we've got to get our focus on the things that are ahead. And what I want us to do over the next several weeks is, is for us to get our focus on what is ahead. And that is the experience of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I want us to get focused on what it means for us to serve a living God who was willing to die for us. Now think about that for just a moment. We serve a living God who was willing to die for us. I want us to get our focus on that over these next several weeks and look forward to the duty, to the mission, to the purpose for which He calls us in our Christian walk, in our Christian life, in our Christian journey. Well, this morning we're going to offer an invitation hymn. And maybe based off of the, the truths that we've heard this week about the life and the mission in the work of Jesus, there's, there's a decision on our heart, a decision that we need to make, a, one of those life-changing, earth-shaking decisions, commitments that we're going to make today in our life, whatever that might be. 
But if there's a decision on your heart this morning, won't you come and we'll walk through that decision together as we stand and we sing.